And what will you do now? The night is here, and there is no moon. How will you see who is friend and who is foe? Hello everybody and welcome to RWD Outcast, a Bite Marks actual play podcast. As ever, I am your not-so-humble GM Luce and with me today I have... Hi, I'm Will. I am playing Declan, the Fixer. We both use uh, he-him pronouns and uh, I'm excited for some more... Um, I was going to say lupine, but that's not a word, right? It is, that, yeah. Is that a word? There is wolves, Wolf-like. Right? Yeah, there you are. Thank, thank you, uh, classics teacher. And a disease. Indeed. I, I know, I've watched lots of House MD. <laughs> um, and with me, I have. Hello, I'm Am. I play Mags. Um, uh, she's the prodigal, and she's really cool, and we both use she, her pronouns. Um, and I'm just so proud of Declan for sharing all his feelings. Yeah, because you made him. <laughs> No one had used a spell move in a while. Yeah. Good point. Mm. Who else? Hello, we got? it's me. Hello, I'm Chloe. I play Harriet Harper. We both use she/her pronouns. I'm also proud of Declan for sharing his feelings, even Aww. if he did them under duress. <laughs> Harriet doesn't really see much difference. Under duress is the best way to do things. Hmm. Hard disagree, but okay. <laughs> for, for legal reasons, that was a joke. Yeah, for legal reasons, that was a joke. Good. I have some very cool dice for this episode. Ooh. I have two D6s Willbore Me from the Blood Bowl World Championships in Alicante. And one has a Bulbasaur Ooh. on it, and one has Grover from Sesame Street Aww. on it. Uh, I said, and I got you a Muppets character. and sent You said you got me Elmo. Well, yeah, because I thought it was Elmo. And then I said, I said, I got your Muppets character, you like which one? And I said Elmo and showed you the dice. And you were like, well, he's from Sesame Street, not the Muppets. And that's Grover, not Elmo, but close enough. <laughs> Elmo's head is one piece. They're different colours. Grover's head is separated into two pieces and Grover is blue. Yeah, they're very yeah. different colours. Elmo's five different years colour? old. Grover's an adult. Is Elmo the one that's hey, red? Yeah. 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 I say this having never seen either Sesame Street or The Muppets because I didn't oh, have a childhood. Loose. I didn't watch TV growing nearly, up as a child. But loose. But loose. It's nearly Christmas and that means we have to watch. Oh, I have seen The Muppets the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. I have seen The Muppets, Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. There you go. I've seen some of the films. I I never watched I just didn't watch TV as a kid. I watched The Teletubbies and that was it. And that was when I was a young child. And then I, I mean, fair. started watching the TV again when I was maybe 14 years old. You fascinate me. I want to study your brain for science. Yeah. Just did not watch. <laughs> we just didn't have the TV on in the house. It wasn't a thing. I watched 
children's television. And then when I was about seven years old, I watched started watching Bones and QI and Red Dwarf. Oh, you yeah, know, I would um, watch... And then I just kind of watched all of that until I was about 15. Yeah, I watched QI and we would watch films as a family. And I definitely watched a lot of films far too young. But um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm completely fine. I didn't at all watch Alien when I was 10 years old with my dad in the dark. Totally fine. Totally fine. If you're that young, you don't know how scary it is. Really good film. Yeah, great film. I think... I think my entire watching of stuff would would include like Tea Time CBBC, Doctor Who, and Back to the Future copious amounts of, of time. Did watch Wait, Doctor have Who. You watched, have you watched Back to the Future? You went Back to the Future? Yeah, I know. It's really surprising. <laughs> oh no, we were a you... no phones at the table kind of family. Every every evening was it. So we nice. all sit down together. Uh. Right. And, and then we played play board boards. games and did jigsaws. I made us um I made us business cards. You did? You made, they look really yeah, cool. They're cool. That yeah. will be being handed out this weekend as you listen to this at MCM London Ooh. XL where I will be. Yeah, I know because this episode isn't coming out this weekend. It's coming out next week. But you released one today. Yes. Oh, I did. You did. Never mind. We will have just been there. Time is a flat circle. By the time you listen to this, last you week. You will have last it. weekend. Um, if you're about to be in Portsmouth, there'll be some uh, dice board game lounge in the community section if you want to. Call. And that is as much as you're learning about our address. Yeah. Well, while you lot are all having fun at Comic Con, I will be in Santorini, so I'm quite happy. Nice. Living the life. Living the life indeed. We may or may not be having fun because the people who are who are, um who are getting our like entry badges have not yet got them. So who knows? We won't even get in. Oh, it's all a bit. It's all a bit fun. But you, you know, you know we'll just turn up and see what happens. That'll you know fine, what we right? will get into is this little supernatural festival that we were going to play. Indeed. In so yeah. there we go. Good segue. Did I have a name for it? Did I write that down? I don't know. I'm gonna find out. Be right it back. It was just like a community festival. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I don't think I gave it a specific name. It was just like a community festival thing. Yeah. In the park. I take lots of notes, and it takes me a while to remember things. What did I say <laughs> about the festival? I don't know. You said that it would be. There was going to be like a bunch of stalls, mm-hmm. and there was going to be. A sort of community alliance to combat these disappearances, so kind of emphasizing who we are and introducing everyone to everyone else, and that, like, you know, we're in it together and stuff. Indeed. Mysterious. So, I didn't write any of that down. <laughs> Amazing. Did you just <laughs> write down that it was a cool poster? I don't think I even wrote it. I've written stuff about the club. Fair. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't written anything about the, the uh, festival. Okay, We're this is find a Doma-level length of intro. We true. arrive at the festival. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Where we last left off, you were in a back alley, and you had just burnt a load of files from... You found the files in the safe in the policeman's house. You went through them. Declan went through them. Took out ones that might be tangentially related to him and both associates on the legal and not-so-legal side of things. And you have burnt those records. You have decided to head over to this festival. So you've jumped on the tube and you are on your way there. Before you arrive, is there anything you would like to do? No, I'm good. Yeah, just just like making the shopping bag with the safe in it look as normal as possible, I guess. Yeah, it now just looks like a bag with stuff in it. 
Harriet does have like big bag woman energy. Oh, absolutely. Truly. Um, you arrive um, at the park where you can see that a section of it has been. I want to say use the word cordoned. It's not been cordoned off. It's been like you know when they have like the the temporary metal fences. Sectioned. Sectioned. Thank you. It's been sort of sectioned off. It's got the sort of obligatory when you've got a festival or a small festival that's happening in a large green space. It's got like the metal fences all the way around, and there's a couple of bouncers, people checking tickets, and there's a bag check as you go through. Um, you head on over. Um, as so there was a bag check. There is a bag check. As you head on mm. over, um, just bef- um, before you get to the um, where you can sort of get to where the queue to get in, you sort of walk past um, this wooden post in the ground, and you feel like a little <laughs> sort of feeling as you sort of you seem to and there's a little bit of resistance as you almost seem to pass through something from the outside it looked like um a couple of marquees some tents but like a normal you could hear some music some like heavy bass music and it looked like quite a normal nice festival within um just as you might as might happen in the normal world as you go through this sort of resistance everything is now suddenly a little more special a little more magical you can see that the two bouncers are ogres um they're both still in full bouncer suits um one of them's got a nice little bow tie um and they're both stood there sort of looking at checking people's not people don't have tickets as such but they are it's less checking people in and out for tickets at the normal festival it's more making sure that people are going in a calm or orderly there's nothing untoward happening and checking that everyone is one of the other world yeah out of interest how are they doing that for people that sort of are human presenting um so obviously you um you can see ahead of you that there are some people who do look like humans um and it's a very simple test they reach out to shake their hand because <laughs> obviously through glamour it would just be like a normal a big guy reaching out to shake your hand and you would go to where you'd think the hand would be to shake ogres ah. very tall so they're looking for people to be one looking up at them and you reaching yeah. up to shake their hands Ah. Clever. Um, as you look, as you walk through this barrier, and you see ahead of you, the marquees are gone. That's like the what the white, that sort of like the white sort of plasticky fabric thing that everything is made from in festivals in the UK. Um, that is all gone. It is greens and trellises and plants. Um, you can see um, it's a lot taller than it seemed to be from the outside. There are lots of actually fully grown trees um, that have um, like platforms and walkways between them. This is a this festival is being held on many levels. And you can also see that there are like doorways that see and stairways that seem to be going down underground as well. Cool. 
So you, um, what do you do? You do anything are we while you're in the, the ogres? Yes, you are approaching no. towards the ogres. Um, I'm gonna kind of, unless anyone has anything they want to do before, but like from when we get to them, I'm gonna kind of like put my hand on the bag as they're checking it, and I'm like, it's okay. Full disclosure: this is gonna seem a little suspicious. We have business with Mister Nine Lives. They both sort of look down at you. They look at you a little bit closer. One of them pulls out what to you looks like a normal piece of A4 paper. <laughs> In this ogre's hand, it is tiny. It's a really small bit of paper. <laughs> he then holds it with one hand, peers at it, sort of shakes his head a little bit, transfers it to the other hand, reaches into a pocket, and pulls out like the, the largest Upper pair glasses. of glasses. That you, and he puts up on his face and on his face they are still really small they're like wire framed little glasses oh my and he peers even closer um, looks at you and then nods the three of you nods, uh, nods you through and you can see that the piece of paper is essentially a, a photo of the three of you not is obviously yeah. taken from the surveillance at the club um, and it just says let them through immediately in like big red letters yeah. <laughs> um um, the the ogre sort of turns you instantly and ushers you through and says, "Well, lovely to meet you all. Mister Nine Lives um, is over there, and he points um, to almost like the the centre of the area, whereas there's this huge sprawling tree. This tree is giant. It's it." The size comparison thing, California redwood. Wow. Huge tree. Wow. Like, absolutely ginormous. Um, there's one of those sort of like splits in the bottom of the tree, and you can sort of go where, because you know the sort of trees where you can walk into them and look up. Um, and you can see that it seems to be, on the inside, there seems to be a staircase going up. And he says, Yes, Mr. Nine Lives is um, currently. Um, at the at the top, with some other important people, um, he said to direct you to him immediately if we saw you. Oh, great! Lots of stairs. Awesome. Okay. Um. Thank you. Well, thank you. Oh, Thanking you kindly. Okay. Uh, th- thank thank you. We'll we'll be on our way straight away. I'll just give him a nice like a, a, a smile and a nod. He does a sweet little like not a curtsy but almost like a little curtsy sort of bow thing because he's like i love him i have to be fancy um (laughs) the other the other ogre's like letting people through but he's like he's also seeming like these are the very important people um so you you are ushered through all around you you can your senses are especially as werewolves um it's almost the immediate effect is almost overwhelming until you start to be able to pass out the different sensations and senses that you are seeing and hearing and feeling you can feel the mute it's almost like synesthesia um all of your senses seem to be melding into one another into one another you can feel the music through your feet on the ground you can smell the colors in the air um you are all it is, it's overwhelming for the first sort of five, ten seconds, but you are inherently magic, and you have been in inherently magic places other than just your pack. Um, mm. 
other than just your sort of pack farmhouse the feeling washes over you and it something about this sort of place where we have this mingling of the other always feels a little bit like home um there's you can smell the food that's being cooked wafting through the air you can always see tendrils there's you can feel the static energy of magic sort of ever so slightly lifting that's lifting the hair all over your bodies the sensation is one that you do not often feel except when you are at your safest and when you are at these places where you are able to be who you are without hiding um when we're a little way away from the ogres i'm just gonna turn to the other two and be like okay Remind me. Um, Mag's no Toki. Harriet. Harriet Toki or Declan Toki? Look, Harriet can talk when she was speaking on behalf of the pack. I'll talk trying to keep us out of trouble. That makes sense. Um, Also, we are... And again, we need to let him know that we've looked at the files and we've taken the ones out that we feel threaten our own security. He wants these files out of the cop's hands. So... There's... We will tell him we interfered with it okay. if he asks. Okay. Otherwise, I don't think. I think we should tell him explicitly. Declan, this guy is really, really powerful. If he finds out, he he'll see yeah. absence of information as a lie. He will. What is there to say that we got rid of it? Why wouldn't it be the the corp? Exactly, which could there's, be a there's compromise. There's no evidence of the fact that this stuff was even here. Place. Unless Tony knew what was in the file already. In which case, why are we being sent to get it? Because we wanted it out of the corpse hands. Okay, but if he has it. access to everything that's in the safe already, how, what, why would he not be able to steal it then? You yeah. know what I mean? No, what I'm saying is he could be aware of the cases that involve you that we've destroyed the files of and be like, why aren't these files in there? I know this was a supernatural case where so-and-so was involved. I think, okay... Look, you two are totally qualified to not listen to me, and if we don't agree on this now, I'm going to take consensus, and I'm not going to mouth off in front of someone who's not hack. Can I get that in writing? No. Um, but I just want to go on record and think it's a bad idea not to be upfront with him. Look, I'm not suggesting to lie to him. Absence of information is a lie. Wait, do you actually genuinely think that? I, it's yeah, that's the truth. Wait, really? Yes. Oh my god. I wow. agree with Declan. Fine, we'll do it your way. If it bites us on the tail, just you know, I'll do my bit, but don't say anything until you so. Thank you for your thoughts, Max. But uh, <laughs> I think Declan's right. We we tell him if he asks. We don't hide it. But I don't think. We need to explicitly tell him. I don't want to anger him. Understood. Um, reach up the stairs. <laughs> sure. Okay, I'm gonna turn and just then just like run up the stairs on all fours like a little buggy. Well, you head towards this tree. Um, it as you get close. This is the most magical. This is like the magical nexus of this place. Um, 
you get closer and all around you you can hear vendors you can hear people talking you can hear music and it's um very much sort of like that so like you can hear someone on the fiddle and someone on the harp and there's dancing um and you sort of weave your way through these crowds towards this tree and as you get closer you're realizing how high it's sort of spears up into the sky with spreading branches and as you get closer you see that throughout the tree um this again seems as i said the nexus all the other trees in this area with all the platforms connect into this tree and it almost seems to spiral out from here on various different levels there's also bunting and what looks like fairy lights moving around the tree and as you get closer you realize it is fairies flying around the tree conducting their business um you are aware of the fae is is literally fairy lights yep literally fairy lights you are very aware of the (laughs) fae there are many different types of fae um these seem to be quite traditionally what people might think of as fairies so little winged figures glowing with light um I don't know. Um, Max has definitely met Faye before in her time in London. Um, the pack has had some dealing with Faye. Um, obviously, there are the normal rules of don't tell you, don't tell them your name, don't eat food they offer. But generally, most some Faye are you can have dealings with and be fine you the pack and people in general are very much told to sort of try and steer away from the unseely court but there are some dealings with but mainly the interactions that you will have had Max would have had more of the other two slightly limited will have been with the seely court Max just doesn't mess with Faye she's like staying as far away from them as she can she is it's like i guess how humans would react to like a shark or a lion where she's like i have a very healthy respect and fear of you so i'm gonna give you distance valid yeah completely understandable and that is that does tend to be how most people you don't also what you tend to have in this plane on this on the mortal realm is lesser fey High fae don't tend to leave the fairy. Mm. But you walk up to this tree and you realize that this is this is a very, very tall tree. And as you sort of go through to the inside and you are you do notice that as you get to the tree that there, there, there isn't security. Anyone can go in the tree. But there are definitely people who are keeping an eye on things we might say mm. you really you aren't ushered through but you do realize that you are sort of being gently herded um and so you wander up to the tree and you are you sort of, you sort of there's a gap opens and you sort of walk through into this sort of archway the sort of natural archway within the tree itself to where there's this staircase and you see someone nod and you start walking up the staircase and the staircase starts to move with you <gash> you oh, 
it's almost like an escalator, but it's going in spirals. And it's all made of wood. And it's, it's if all, I, almost seems to be like undulating up the tree. If, uh, if I had a nickel for every RWD game where we have to walk up a weird magic staircase, <laughs> I'd have two nickels, which isn't many, but it's weird that it happens. That's once. not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to go, no. we'd have to walk up a weird magic tree. That's where well, I thought you were going. Well, well, it's the tree stairs. You know. Yeah, tree, yeah, tree stairs like is these, valid. I don't like these moving stairs. I feel sick. Ooh. You, well, oh, there are occasional, oh, like, like you know where you have holes in trees, where owls will sometimes sit. I don't want to just call it a yeah. hole, like a little thing <laughs> indent. There are nook. some of these as nook. There are some of these as you go up, and you can see that you are traveling far quicker up this tree than you should be. And it oh my god, takes okay. you maybe t- mags, a mags. minute until the staircase stops yeah. moving. And I'm just gonna like turn into like a little wolf and curl up on the floor until it's over. Valid, oh, you can turn into a wolf. Oh, I, th- I, th- I thought she was gonna be sick. Can I give her some head scratches? You can give her some head scratches. She calls like down a bit. Mags. Yeah, I've just I've made the character decision that Mags has motion sickness, like baby. That's Anne. fair. You um the staircase stops moving. It's very gentle. It's not like a harsh start stop sort of thing. It is a very gentle movement. Um, but you are have still been spiraling up this tree, and you can see that there's this um another sort of natural gap in the trunk of the tree. And you, and it's, that seems to be the only way you can go. As you walk out, you see that there's been a, there's a platform that has been made all the way around the tree at this height, and you are very near the top, and you can see the entire festival ground below and beneath you, sort of spreading out. And you can see the tops of all these sort of fanta- almost looks like a Ren fair sort of thing, but nice. more mystical and more natural. But there's very, those sort of very medievally looking tents with the colours and the pennants, and you can actually you can see that you've got this huge stage with these people playing all these um, quite old-fashioned instruments. There's various other things, and you can you can see that there is um, some sort of like archery competition happening, and also there is just a full joust happening as well. Yes, nice. and you exit. And you sort of see the entire festival spread out beneath you. And that's what takes your sort of interest immediately. You sort of pull back and look around. And you can see that from this platform, along a, a little bit along a branch, another platform has been made. But it's been sort of grown out of the tree itself and out of branches, creating almost, almost like bower, sort of nest, wicker sort of shape quite large and inside is a table that again seems to have been grown from the branches and the leaves and sat around it are some people that um, you would all recognise if not by face then by reputation so you see Tony there Tony Nine Lives is there at one of the seats around this table the heads of all the London affiliate groups are there. Oh. You can see mm. 
the queen of the witches is sat at this table. Hmm. Well then. The head. It... How werewolf packs work, you are all your own individual pack, and that is very clear. And I don't want to describe it as a feudal system because it's not. Packs are, have their own autonomy, their own thing, but there is a lead alpha of the werewolves in the UK. She is sat at this table. You all know her by sight. You haven't maybe have not you haven't met her, but you do know who exactly who she is immediately. Oh boy. You can see um again, there seems to be representatives of all of the other folk here around this table. Harry is getting Harriet was already getting a little bit twitchy when she realised that the only way that you can basically leave here with Tony, without Tony say so would be jumping off the edge, which is inadvisable. Um, so she's definitely even more twitchy now. Um, I'm gonna like wind round her legs. I am planning on staying in wolf form for this interaction because it's a good way of keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> yep. Um, but I'm gonna kind of like pad towards the table and if I'm allowed to come forward, you know, like roll over and like show my belly and be like very, very respectful. Yeah. You are my ears are like flat. What is Declan's thoughts about this? He he look he's trying very hard not to just leave straight away because <laughs> this is a lot of very powerful people, and this is not the level of people he likes dealing with. He's very happy being a fixer and dealing with um, incompetent middle management because that way he can kind of be the smartest person in the room. He's now very aware that he's not the smartest person in the room. <laughs> you all, uh, you all beckoned forwards, um, and you approach this table, and you do note that chairs have been pulled up for you. Um, it's not like a we're all sitting down and you're going to tell us everything you know it's it's almost like you have been invited as part of a discussion that they are having I climb onto my chair like when a dog or a cat sits at the dinner table and pretends they're people <laughs> very cute um, so you, these are this is a tense situation um, these mm. are incredibly powerful people who also have roles within the mortal world, within the mundane world, to keep things of the other hidden. Mags, you know a little bit about this, having been in London. Um, mm. Declan and Harry, you don't... You are... You, you know how your world works. But for all of you being here, being at this level, this this doesn't happen to regular other folk. This doesn't happen we have, to you. Would we have like equivalents? Obviously, excluding like the, the the head alpha and the queen of the witches and stuff. But the equivalents of like the London heads, like around where we are in Scotland, not like for cities and stuff. Really. Um, the other, while there are a lot of other, it's still relatively small compared to the world. Um, mm. 
there's <sighs> your pack is important in Scotland. Um, there's no, there isn't really a head pack in Scotland or in Ireland and things like that. There is the Alpha in London, but again, that Alpha has their own pack. Everywhere has their own pack. It's sort of, it's these are the heads of the groups because there needed to be someone in the city of London who could stop things spreading, who could Fair. be in charge when someone needed to be. It's not like having a king. The, the queen, the, one of them is called the, the Queen of the Witches. Um, that's a title, but it's similar to the title of Alpha. It doesn't, it's not a literal, this is your boss. Mm. It's more, this is the person that if something went terribly wrong, you could go to that this would be the person at the top of the food chain to try and fix things. Mm. In Scotland, your pack is important. Local packs might go to Ephraim if they had a problem. If Ephraim had a problem, he would bump it up the food chain. Sort of like that. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes yeah. sense. And most... So like the, the alpha of the UK there would have gotten like a notes, uh, like a um, like a notation of like what happened at the convocation, yes. but she wouldn't have personally attended. Exactly. Because we felt as though we could solve the problem ourselves. Yes. And these aren't like hands on, you need to tell me everything that's going on. It's like, if there's a problem, if there's something going on, you would let them know out of courtesy. Yeah. Rather than be... So it's very much like you do what you want to do, you rule how you will, you conduct things in your pack. If there are any pack disputes in your area, you sort them out yourself. If you cannot, you then go to someone up higher. And that's really yeah. how the other is run. Not just in the pack sense, but in all the disparate groups of fantastic creatures who inhabit the other. It's very much you sort yourself out. If you need help, there are people you can go to. So you are gestured to come and sit and join this table. I'll sit, uh, trying not to look twitchy. Probably failing. You are all... You can see that the people there sort of sort of look to each other and they seem to have sort of decided that um, the head alpha is going to be the person to talk for them as you are wolves. And you will know Probably wise. that Ephraim would have sent a message saying I'm sending some wolves down to London to try and sort some stuff out. Again, I don't like courtesy. being this important. <laughs> she... It's fine. Nods at you all. She is ripped. She is um, maybe like a good like five eleven, almost six foot. When I use the adjective wide, she is built like a rugby player. Like she is huge. Um, and it's it's all muscle. Um, uh, she's there she's wearing like some ripped jeans and a flannel she's got um, shaved sides of the head and sort of a bit longer on top 
And she sort of Loose. grins at you. This is Mags's final form. <laughs> she grins at you. Stop and me. her canines Stop. are very prominent. Stop making me want to romance the head alpha. That can only go poorly. <laughs> do it, Harriet, do it. Become her consort. Uh, she sort of grins. She's also doing like the widest man spread you've ever seen. Yes. And she sort of like leans in a little bit. Well, what have you puppies discovered? Well, we were sent to this cop's house. Apparently he'd stolen some files. Well, we think we've stolen them back. And I'll unceremoniously dump the shopping bag on the table. The clank of the clunk. Yeah. There's this very, very like dull sound as this safe meets the wood of this table. She sort of like she's leant forward in her seat and she sort of looks at the bag, looks at you, makes eye contact with all three of you, looks at the bag looks back, raises an eyebrow, and then like reaches forward and like pulls it towards her. As she does you can see that her nails are almost like claws. Uh, she reaches in well, hey, I won't stop her. <laughs> and gets the the safe out of the bag. <laughs> and then they all look a bit like what? <laughs> They're like <laughs> I'll, like, gather up my scarves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she takes the safe out of the bag, and then you just, like, lean over and just pick up all the scarves and just then redrape them around yourself. Um, it's a very practiced movement, I must say. <laughs> um, they all look a little nonplussed, but she sort of... Because uh, Did you close the safe back up, or is the door just sort of straight sweet? Is the door just sort of freely swinging? I don't think we closed it back up, did we? I don't remember doing that. No, I don't think so. Uh, no. Cool. Yeah. So the door just sort of swings. The door sort of just swings open, and there's this just insane amount of files in there. And then she sort of makes eye contact with Tony and just gives like a, oh wow, that that's very impressive. They, 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 not like a they did this but in that sort of like derogatory but sort of like impressive you chose well sort of thing my tail starts wagging she clocks it and just smiles I like surreptitiously hold down Mags' tail (laughs) (laughs) stop (laughs) she just likes being a good dog I know I give her like a little smile but just like a not now kind of not like shake of the head um tony looks at the amount of files that are shoved in here and his eyes widen slightly he didn't know what there was and they sort of they all sort of lean in a little bit and have a whispered conversation and then it's like Mm. Okay. And, um. Is something the matter? They also return you, like, well, um, we didn't think there was going to be quite. This is bigger than we thought it might have been. Um. Why don't you go enjoy the festival? Have some fun. 
and she smirks at you. Um, we need to uh, discuss some things. I, and I like bow my head. Look over this. Yeah, we will call you back when we need your side of the story. I think we just currently need to sift and they all sort of nod and then just they start they start handing out the files to, to each other and start to have a look and they are now just fully ignoring you fair i'll just get up and leave then <laughs> wave the other two with me um i'm gonna tug uh, uh harry's trousers because they said they would give us information for this and we need to get it before we go we'll get it later Don't worry, um, we won't go until we've had it. Dog wags. Oh, and yeah, I'll leave. Um, you can. So you sort of walk back. You can either um, go back down the staircase, or you could maybe head off on some of the other. You head down like the outside of the tree and head out to some of the other platforms and see what's happening. There is a lot. Oh yeah, I'm gonna park all. Yeah, you. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, like. <laughs> This is a level above, like the next level. But you could easily like swing yourself down to like the next level, where there's like the level, the next level down where stuff is actually happening for the festival. Yeah, yeah. I'll bound down a few branches. Yep. Um. Well, I mean, for fun. Roll me a. Mm. Act on instinct. Oh, oh! Another feral one. Brilliant. Oh, good. Oh, good. My feral says minus one sheet. It is zero. Yeah. Because I've You're not. That's the wrong page. Oh yeah. I got a four. No. You can't. It's not. It's not the bottom. Yeah. Up. Up. Uh, it's my heart that's. Um. I got an eleven. I got eleven. Very nice. So we have rolling a four and eleven. Um, that would be. Uh, I got a six plus stats would take me to a six. This is going well. Declan falls off the tree and dies. No, Declan was not trying that hard to parkour. All right, fall off a tree. You all make it down. Um, Harriet. And Declan, yours is very um, awkward and uncoordinated. Yeah. Mags, you just easily like all ope down from branch. To, you sort of like, do you turn back into a human to do this, or do you do it as a wolf? Describe how you get down. Um, me, sorry. Yes, Mags. Um, yeah, I think I I'm staying as a wolf because that's. She, they are of equal comfort and feel like herself. Um, and wolves have four legs, so she can kind of be a bit more balanced. And she's gonna kind of, yeah, just do kind of like a bit of um, almost parkour hopping from branch to branch, jumping anywhere she thinks looks interesting. Kind of not afraid to disrupt anything and be a little messy because that's how she sees like this world and this part of herself. Yeah, you do so easily. You get down to the next level. There are 
there are various different stalls. There are stalls to go and shop at, stalls to go and there's sort of so there's the things like there's the contests that are happening. You could go and dance. There's food. There's lots Ooh. going on. What? I'm addition has You're at a food. big party, my dudes. What would you like to do? The first thing I would like to do is kind of come up behind Mags and did you say you were um turning back into a human or No, I'm staying as a wolf. Staying as a wolf. Come up behind Mags and give her like a big old like ruffle on the on her head and just be like Thanks. You've done good today. What do you want to do? And follow um, her. I'm gonna go check out the food and then if there's any like recreational fighting. Oh yeah, there's loads of recreational fighting. Brilliant. And we'll Joust. find something. <laughs> I wanna see uh I wanna see Mags as a wolf trying to joust. <laughs> <laughs> what would so obviously um Mags wants to go and get some food, then find some people to have a fight with. What would Harriet like to do at the festival? I mean, festivals are usually places where you can get some really wild, uh, like, accessories. Yeah. So she's probably go looking for more cool scarves. Nice. <laughs> looking for some cool scarves? Or maybe some, like, peacock feather earrings or something. Oh, I like. You can definitely get some peacock feather earrings. I will allow that. I, I imagine Harry dresses a lot like Pro Bake Off. I have never watched Bake Off. Oh, oh yeah, I see what on. you're saying. Yeah, and lots of statement earrings, statement necklaces, bright colours. <laughs> Looks a little bit like she got dressed in the dark room, but in like a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a coordinated way. She's channeling like, and I'll be honest, I think this is because I was like, yeah, I'm playing a, like an aunt type character, so I have fully just based her style on my aunt, <laughs> who's a bit of a hippie. Amazing. So... <laughs> As in terms of style, at least. I mean, like the the, the full so vibe is aging hippie. Exactly. Yeah, she's definitely one to wear like slightly baggy, like uh, trousers with like weird patterns on them, and uh, you know, big cardigans that are made like look like they might be home homemade, but she definitely didn't make them because she's bad at knitting. <laughs> you know that sort of thing. Oh, very cute. What would Declan like to do at this festival? Yeah, see if there's anyone around that he either knows or has like heard of, um, trying to build out his um, uh, tr- trying to like build out his contact book a little bit, I guess. Seriously, networking at a party. Yep. I mean, valid. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we will take these one by one. So, Mags, you easily find yourself essentially whatever food you would like to eat. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking there's like, there's like a roast boar situation going on. Oh, there's so much just roasting meats of various types. Delicious. Crunch, crunch, crunch for the bones. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to kind of eat until I'm uh, fat and happy and then just run around in circles for a little bit just to get the energy oh. out. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll start if there's like a any kind of I don't want like any official combatant stuff. I want like rough housing, pitter to bar. 
Oh, you know, yeah, this is there's no various magic. different levels at this festival. Um, you find it's it's essentially like a little pit in the ground, and it's very much like yeah. a no holds barred, like no like magic magic, but it's just. Yeah. Whatever you physically bring into the arena, no but weapons, but like your physicality, like you are a werewolf. There is a golem. Yeah. Like various things like that, just being like, just like, just hitting each other for fun. Yay! I'll do a few as a wolf and a few as a human. Cool. Um, give me a. Hmm. Anything with teeth, right, Mauling? Yeah. Give me a maul and see what happens. Uh, that is a ten. Oh, nice. Yeah, you absolutely boss this sort of arena fight. This sort of this literal Yay. pit fight. Um, you go and you easily defeat... Uh, you fight a vampire, you fight a siren, you fight a golem, and yep. you are essentially the undefeated champion of the pit. And everyone's just like, yeah! And usually get like a couple of sort of pints thrust in, like flagon yes. pints thrust into your hands. And if there's any little kids about, I'll let them ride on my back. Oh that's yeah, pretty much my day. <laughs> there are when Max, just kids when Max running comes around out wild. after having, yeah, after having won all of this, I feel like I'll be there, like near the back, like cheering along with everyone else, and I've just gotten like massive hamburgers for everyone and I just Yay. like shove one towards Mags because I know that's a, what she's going to want immediately after fighting. Yeah, drinking, fighting and playing with kids. My uh, favourite things to do. I don't know why but I thought Harrow was vegetarian. Me too. Wait, I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I thought you were a vegetarian werewolf. I, I think it's just because Chloe's a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, she, for podcast listeners does... who want to know, me and Chloe are both vegetarians. Mm. I have had people assume my character is vegetarian before because they know I am so I understand that. Mm. Whereas me, me and Harry, Luce will eat the most meat yep. on any plate. <laughs> I've just gone the other way. If I eat meat, I have to be willing to eat any meat. And I do so. That's yeah. fair. I think Harriet, though, does particularly have veg- vegetarian vibes, though, to be fair. Yeah, she does. Um, it's the but art teacher vibes. I do think... I mean, you could have a vegetarian werewolf. I think they maybe wouldn't have the greatest time. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that's my day. Okay, yes, I'm just pausing because Chris has come just back in the flat, so the door has opened and closed. <laughs> ah. So I was just pausing while that was happening on my audio. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you absolutely win this fight. You, there's like cheers all round. Harriet greets you, and you quite literally wolf down this burger. Uh, <laughs> Harriet, you've managed to find yourself a couple of new, really nice new scarves, <laughs> um, and like a really nice pair of um, sort of peacock feather earrings. I love them. You've also they're so impractical. Mm-hmm. You've also, <laughs> um, as you were sort of going around doing your sort of <laughs> shopping aspects, you sort of made not friends, but you started getting getting to talking to one of the stall owners. Mm. And she, it was just like your regular, oh, this is lovely, this is lovely. And um, I would like you, please, to give me a roll for... Hmm, what would I like a roll? 
Weirdly, I would like you to please roll to provoke a spill. Ooh, yes, I can do that. That's heart, isn't it? That I'm is good at heart. that. Let me see. Let me see. What's my heart? Plus three. That mm, I didn't roll amazingly, but I got a plus three, so it's a ten. Very nice. So um, you rolled the exact average. <laughs> you you're sort of buying the stuff, and you sort of just get having a little chit chat with um, the um, woman who's got quite similar fashion sense to you behind the stool. But you do notice that she is a little preoccupied by something. She seems to be going through everything by rote, but she does seem to be a little preoccupied. Do you ask her? You're right there. Um, yes, yes, no, just, um... um, Do you need any help with anything? Well, my my cousin, um, I saw him earlier, and I don't know, he just seemed to be a bit of an odd mood. Um, Nothing... He just he, he didn't he didn't seem like himself at all really, and I don't quite know what was going on because we are we are really quite close you know we're both um, only children we grew up essentially as as brother and sister, um, but he just didn't he didn't seem like himself and I don't I'm not quite what, sure. Hard mood. Um, like was he did he seem sad angry? <laughs> Neither, just a little. I I don't want to use the word vacant, but he just seemed a little. Odd and um, not quite. He he almost like sort of based in some way. No, it's almost like he didn't know who I was. That is strange. And that is where we are going to leave this episode. Ooh. Ooh. Oh no! Oh no! Mysteries. <laughs> they are hard things to solve. Oh, I don't like that laugh. You shouldn't. Get used to it. Uh, yeah. uh, Speaking of evil laughs, Chloe, do you know any DMs who do other DMs who do evil laughs? Like every DM <laughs> ever. Every single DM in the world. But Anyone's... I do, as a matter of fact. Yes. Uh, uh, who who are they? I think it's. I think it might be Ellie. You know, <laughs> uh, our wonderful DM from Deck of Many Aces, where you can find both me and Am. Wow, that sounds like an actual play podcast uh, made by actually sexuals and aromantics. You know what? You're so right. It absolutely is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's super fun. I play a bard rogue. Anne plays a fighter. It's very, very fun. Um, Very out of character for both of us. I believe this will have come out after Ace Week. So we'll have our... Super duper this... special recap slash discussion character discussion questions episode. I don't know. It needs a name. I this named is coming it out on the second of November, despite yeah, my I, previous I... claims at the start of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where you can find us. Personally, me, I'm in a bunch of places. Just look, Chloe, for the, Chloe with the flow, pretty much everywhere. You'll find you'll find something to your taste. I'm sure. <laughs> You absolutely will. We are too tired and we have another episode to do. Um, everything's in the description. Guys, just go yeah. look at the description of the episode. You have eyes. <laughs> Use them to read. <laughs> and if you don't this. have eyes, use a screen reader. Yeah, and if you can't read, use a screen reader. Absolutely. That's also good. I'm still up in the air whether Max can read. I think she can. She just doesn't love it. I think she reads, but her lips yeah. move as she reads. Yeah, absolutely. And she possibly reads out loud. Follows it along. 
She's yeah. not a reader. She doesn't love it. Like, she just reads, like, signs and, and things that she has to read. Yeah. But her nose is better than anyone else's. So, you this know, switch around bells. Um, I don't know how to end this episode, guys. Someone, someone take the helm. Uh, uh, we'll see you next time on Rendezvous with Destiny. <laughs> we'll see Outcast. you. Outcast. Ow, ow, ow! Ow, ow, ow! ow. Oh, I was early. This podcast is a work of narrative fiction. All people, places and events described are strictly fictional in nature and any similarities they may bear to reality are unintentional and coincidental. The bite marks system name, mechanics and law are solely the property of Black Armada Publishing and are used in this podcast with their express permission. That said, if you do find any of the content in this podcast interesting, you should check out at blackarmada.com. The cover design for this podcast was illustrated by Eileen Tan, who you can contact for commissions on Twitter at GrassGrows. Any music or effects used in this podcast were either publicly available with no associated copyright or composed by the podcast hosts. If you have any concerns over any of the content in this podcast or in this disclaimer, feel free to get in touch with us via email at rwdpodcastcontact at gmail.com.